0: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. All right, everybody, welcome to Revolution. Um, thanks for making it out in this really cruddy weather. It is... Super snowy outside, for even for Minnesota. So it is glad you made it. It is glad you made it, and so am I. Um, <laughs> um, so anyhow, um, just living life one day at a time, trying to keep moving forward, going through A divorce and it is tough, but you do what you do and you take care of your kids and you try to stay friends and negotiate life and terms and I don't wish it on anybody to be honest with you, Um, because it is it is. uh, Emotionally draining. I'm emotionally drained right now. Very, very tired emotionally. Um, tired of being sad. You know? It's uh, tough. Anyway, I don't want to get into too many details. But I'll save that for my therapist on... Tuesday I also have a tattoo appointment on Tuesday so we'll see yeah keeping my fingers crossed though because I'm not sure what I want so I'm not sure if I'm going to postpone that (laughs) because it's a little crazy just going in and being like let's just do that and it's going to be my hands so it's pretty big deal um it's kind of like uh retail therapy (laughs) (laughs) um and I'm claiming my punk rock life back. <laughs> I no longer live in the suburbs and mow a lawn or, or snow below. <laughs> so I'm moving into an apartment, and that's all done for me. I'm waiting to hear back if I got the apartment or not. It's just a couple blocks from here. So, yeah. Keep your fingers crossed, because if I don't, it'll be sad. Um, but they did call my old landlord, so they're looking into it. So that's good news. Um, have to find a crib and a bed, so if anybody knows, cheap places to find cribs and beds besides, I mean, I'm going to go online and look, but let me know. Anyway, we're in Galatians, and thank God we made it through Galatians 4, because that is my least favorite part of Galatians. It's just kind of boring, but I think we did a pretty good job of it last week, didn't we? Yeah? We tried. trudged through, Um, but this five is full of all sorts of good stuff, and um, we're getting close to six, which makes me a little nervous, because I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I'll probably ask uh, Caleb to fill in for a day and give me an extra week to work on things. Um, So, let's start with five. So Christ has really set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again to slavery to the law. So don't go back to the old ways of the law. Don't go back to trying to be a people pleaser or a God pleaser, a God earner. You're not trying to earn anything. It's free, 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 free. Is what Paul is saying. And... Um, I have to believe that because, man, I, I don't even know what God is right now. You know, I, I, I you know, I know when I'm upset, sometimes I cry out to, to God and to Jesus, but, you know, it's hard to know if I'm hearing back or not. And I get a lot of encouragement from Christians, which is nice because there was a time where a divorce, especially a second divorce, people would be you know, asking you to step down and not do your work anymore. Um, my first divorce, I guess, was biblically allowed, but this one is not. Um, <laughs> I can't back it up with scripture. So, um, but you get a, you hear a lot of positive things, and you just kind of like. Uh-huh. <laughs> when is that going to happen <laughs> but I'm trying to get out to more I going out. I went out to an art exhibit the other night and I'm trying to hang out with people more and do stuff um, Minnesota is a tough place to meet people anyway, did, you know what, I'm sorry I keep going to my personal life let's not get tied up to slavery again, to the law alright we're free free to go to art exhibits and <laughs> tattoo parlors Um, Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ cannot help you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, which this was a big deal at the time, you must obey all the regulations in the whole law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, then you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Now, strangely enough, there was a TV movie called Fall from Grace about my parents in the 80s. And uh, Bernadette Peters played my mom. And, um, oh gosh, what's the guy who played my dad? Kevin Spacey played my dad. So... Yeah, he's fallen from grace as well, huh? But, um, but fallen from grace actually means that you're... Tr- you, you you know, like how do you fall from? I had I had a book. I wrote a book. I wrote three books, but one of them was called "Fall to Grace." But how do you fall from grace? Is when we get into legalism, when we start using religion. I think when you know when we start trying to use religion in politics and put our our opinions on other people's bodies and lives and try to control them and. And uh, do things like that. I think a good example is, you know, how the LGBTQ community has been treated by the church in the past. And I don't know, the churches are such a weird place right now. It's such a cornucopia of different beliefs and ideas that it's hard to figure out where they're at. What is the church thinking? Um, even the big conservative voices have kind of fallen to the side. And I've recently just gotten back into Twitter again, you know, and, um, and usually that's where I would get all my conservative news from. <laughs> but I haven't seen a lot of them, a lot of those guys tweeting. So maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, But we're not, we've fallen from grace when we try to obey the law, when we try to set up ideals, when we try to live a certain way that we think is approved to be approved, approved by God. When we try to make ourselves right with God by our own actions or telling other people to do that, we fall from grace. We make Christ's death in vain, as one of the verses says in Galatians. Paul is, I mean, really, really doesn't want people to go back to the law. And um, the people at the, in this book, the, the Judaizers are coming in saying, no, you know, you can be Christian, but you also need to do A, B, C, and D. And um, that's not freedom. And Paul's saying we're called to freedom. And uh, freedom in, in, in this text means freedom, actually, believe it or not. So that's good news. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive everything promised to us from the right, from, f- who are right with God through faith. For when we place, place our faith in Christ Jesus, it makes no difference to God whether we are circumcised or not circumcised. What's important is faith expressing itself in love. And that's what this church is all about. Is a faith expressing itself in love. That's what I've tried to make my whole life about. And uh, lately it has been kind of beaten out of me. And I'm trying to get back on the right path again where I can be driven by love again. And... uh, Having my faith being expressed through love is very valuable, and um, it's tough because I've compromised that a little bit in the past, and it's tough now, right now, because I feel very beat up, and I and I and I want to be. You know, it's hard not to be judgmental. um pain man pain is such a strange thing um But what an important thing to hear. What an important is faith expressing itself in love. And we know that love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance, it doesn't demand its own way. You know, this is where the Bible is good news, okay? This is where we get good news coming in is, oh, faith expressing itself in love. Grace, guess what? You don't have to do all this stuff. You know, and guess what? What's really important is the stuff that you should do is you should just love and care about people and treat them as equals. You know? Treat them lovingly. Believe it or not, you know, it's not rocket science. You know? If the Bible gets away in the way of you loving someone, then throw the Bible out. If God gets in the way of you loving someone, then ask God to move out of the way. I mean, I'm serious about that. Because I believe love is the ultimate goal here. Love is what we're called to do. And love isn't something that conservatives or liberals have a corner on. I think we can both do it equally. It's just sometimes we do it selectively. We've got to learn not to love selectively. We do it on both sides, though. Okay, so let's not try to act like one, you know, it's so easy to just scapegoat one group. We all love selectively. And what he's saying is it's important not to do that because you're kind of setting up what kind of new works when you're doing selective loving. And so we're not called to love selectively. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Um. You are getting along so well, who has interfered with you? He's, he's talking to the Galatians again. Who has interfered with you to hold you back from the following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. But, take it, only one, but take, it takes only one wrong person among you and to infect all the others. A little yeast spreads quickly through the whole batch of dough. So legalism can come in and spread through. Bitterness can come in and spread like wildfire. Gossip is a good example of that. A little gossip goes a long way. Um, Not trusting others, um, letting your imagination go crazy, I mean, all that kind of stuff. I'm trusting the Lord to bring you back to believing as I do about these things. God will judge the person, whoever it is, who has been troubling and confusing you. So he's calling them out again saying, these folks who keep coming back telling you that you have to do this and you have to follow the law and you have to have Jesus plus or grace plus or love plus, You know they're, they're in the wrong and they will be dealt with. How? I don't know. There's a bell. <laughs> um. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why would the Jews persecute me? The fact that I'm still being persecuted proves that I am still preaching salvation through the cross of Christ alone. And this is really gets where he gets really mad. And he goes, I only wish those troublemakers who want you to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. Which means he wants them to castrate themselves. He's, that's more of the little translation would be cut themselves off. Yeah. Cut it off, cut the whole thing off. I wish they would just cut it off and get get it done with. And so Paul knows the 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 the, the dangers of what a little bit of gossip, a little bit of law, a little bit of um, having to earn and prove one's love is dangerous. That the fact that there are, that un, you know unconditional love is is a very important thing here, and he's saying you know these people are trying to take that's what they're trying to steal from you, and your relationship with God is unconditional love. And then we're called. What's important is us faith expressing itself in love. We're called to try to love each other unconditionally. I always think the craziest thing is when they wear, read that Corinthians thirteen at weddings, because wow, that is such a high demand of never giving up, never not keeping a record when it's been wronged, you know, that kind of thing is like what? I think Corinthians thirteen four through seven might be my favorite verse in the Bible. Um it's really good. Um but it's a tall order. So, I mean, we're free in Christ, but man, when we're faith expressing itself in love, if love is our law, if we live by a law of love, it's still, I mean, it's still tough. Trying to love people is really, really hard. You know, trying to love your critics when they're attacking you, you know. I mean, goodness, I was. I've been in a loving relationship for like 8 years now and it's a really struggle to when going through a separation to love the way I'm called to love the mother of my children. You know, it's tough. Life is tough and that's where our fallen nature comes in, really. Is our humanity? comes in, and we become greedy, or we become arrogant, or we become, we protect ourselves, you know, and put ourselves in a little shell, and just, you know, lash out, you know, it's hard to love, it's hard, it's, it's, that's why you have to die to your flesh, die to yourself, pick up your cross, when it's talking about, it's talking about loving other people, why did Jesus get killed? Because he loved other people. Because he went and said, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. And because he said, Matthew, I want to go to your house today. And he made Matthew a disciple. And then they said, why is Jesus eating with these people? Because, you know, Jesus said, you without sin cast the first stone and all that crap. And they didn't like that. And most of us don't like that. Because grace is, and love is often for our enemies and we don't like that when we really think who, our, think who our enemies truly are. I'm so wrapped up in my own drama that my other enemies have kind of fallen to the side. So I'm going to have to create a new list. I'll be working on that soon. Um, I'll release it next year, maybe. (laughs) Jay's enemy list for 2019. Um, For you have been called to live in freedom, not freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, but freedom to serve one another in love. that's another thing they kept accusing Paul of, is saying Paul was just giving you a license to sin. I didn't know you needed a license. But um that Paul was saying, you know, just go do whatever you want to do and he's saying that's not that, that's not what freedom really is. Freedom is the freedom to love people and see past boundaries and speak up and be like people like Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi you know and a lot of million other folks that I can't remember right now. Nelson Mandela, oh my gosh, that guy's life his his amount of grace that he showed just blows my mind. You know, he's one of those lucky ones that that, that showed a lot of love and grace and died from natural causes. Usually showing a lot of love and grace to your enemies eventually just gets you killed by your enemies. And uh, I think that's why nonviolence is so so neglected <laughs> because it doesn't give you the outcome that you want necessarily the win, but it shows people the mis- that shows people their errors of their ways. It, 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 you know, it's like what did King say? He's like, "We were not troublemakers. We're just exposing the tension that was already there." Said something like that. You know, we're not you know we're just exposing that tension that's already there through love you know by not fighting back we're showing people what they are by not judging i tell you this love thing really leads a slippery slope you start ignoring other parts of the bible you start fighting for people that people told you that weren't supposed to be loved you start caring for everybody, you know, and you don't let things get in the way. Love is a higher law. Um, that's what, and you too had a song that said, "Love is the higher law." You ask me to enter, then you make me f- crawl. I can't be holding on to what you got, because what you got is—I can't remember the rest of it. But he's saying, you know, I try to get into the church, but I can't because you say it's love, but it's not real love. It's—it's it's, it's religion. It's uh, it's a counterfeit, and we're not called to counterfeit love. We're not called to love plus. We're called to love. Um. It seems so simple, but it's not. It is. It is. A, it is. A, it is. A, it is a mountain, and it is a daily thing. So live in freedom to love, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Because these people are obsessed with the law, and the law is causing them trouble. So he goes, "All right, you want to be? Here's your one command," and. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. that's the command. What do I love when I love my God? I love the other. I love my neighbor. Now, if you get really crazy, then people started asking Jesus who their neighbor was, and then he started getting into being saying your neighbor was even your enemy, so it got a little bit iffy there um. If the whole law is summed up in loving your neighbor as yourself. Could you imagine if we actually did that? If we actually lived that out daily? I'm lucky to have a few people in my life who I feel are living that out. Especially right now, to me, and they tolerate my tears, and my anger, and my irrational thinking. And it's important to have that love for me because it keeps me steady. It keeps me afloat. But man, because you know when you're going through tough times, you know what I, I need is love. Now, listen to this. This is what's really important. This is really important. But instead of showing love amongst yourselves, you're always biting and devouring one another. Watch out. Beware of destroying one another. I mean, that's valuable advice. I I used to tweet that all the time, and I think I'm going to tweet it today or tomorrow and text it and maybe put it on Instagram as well, is that Instead of showing love amongst yourselves, you're always biting and devouring one another. Watch out. Beware of destroying one another. That is so true. And it's so true in my present reality and other people who've been there too. Is that if you just sit and you bite and devour each other, and you little bites and nips and twints and turns and you destroy each other. And we destroy each other with religion all the time and with politics all the time. And we bite and devour. And we get in the have to get in the last word. or We have to get in the you know, the like the cute little quote, or we have to say a little dig, you know, and um And don't realize the pain that we may be causing and the suffering we may be causing and the the lack of growth that we may be causing. We may be ripping off scabs and not allowing healing to happen in people's lives by getting the last word or by getting in our little dig because they might just be lashing out because they're in pain and we might just be causing more pain. This is this is tough stuff. This is life stuff. This is you can find it in basic parts of your life, in, in in marriage, but you can also find it in politics. You can find it in just living in this world. You can find it the day in the gas station. You know, I had or not the gas station, the aquarium. Somebody told Milo to stop yelling in the aquarium, and I was like, "I'll do the parenting," you know. And I just reacted really angry, which. Milo did need to stop yelling. He was being really loud, and the guy said it takes a village, and um, and I think he may have been right, um, but I was angry, so I just snapped. Um, it's a silly little silly little explanation, but uh, illustration. Um, But be careful of biting and devouring one another. Watch out. Beware of destroying one another. And I saw this firsthand when I was a kid. I saw this firsthand with my family, how they were handled when they made a mistake and the biting and the devouring that happened. And I see it today all over the place, but I saw it a lot as a kid of just Christians just constantly just biting and devouring and poking and getting the last word, doing this and doing that. And it just... Now it seems like the politics have become the new religion. And that's where we all get on our high and mighty horses and tick and tear and scratch and poke one another apart. I don't want to bite and devour anymore because I feel the destruction. I feel being... Fueled. Myself being destroyed by biting and devouring. By participating in it. Another thing that can destroy, though, too, is silence. You know, because if you're silent and you don't speak up when you're supposed to, that can destroy others, too. Because you're passively allowing something to happen. Injustice. And so sometimes you need to speak up too. See, it is complicated. It's not just this easy thing. There's times where, you know, okay, but what you should ask yourself is, am I biting and am I devouring here? Um, I'm going to end there. So remind me next week that we're going to start at 16 <laughs> um, because I think there's a lot of good stuff in that and um, I really want to get into it and uh, spend a little more time in it you know and I think that we've spent enough time today on making sure that we don't bite and vour one another and we'll make sure that we love one another and that we're called to love, and that faith expressing itself in love is the true important thing. That the whole law is summed up with love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're trying to be make people get circumcised, then Paul wants you to castrate yourself. So those are the lessons we learned today. I'm going to say a quick prayer. Lord, I ask for grace and I ask for mercy and I ask for love. Help us to not bite and devour one another. Help us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. Um, Revolution is a nonprofit, Um, we make money through donations. you can go to revolutionchurch.com and make a donation. If you're listening online, um, you can actually snail mail it too. believe it or not. We have a PO box that I rarely go to because my PO box burnt down and they moved my mailbox to another post office. That's even further away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we survive through donations. So if, um, Caleb, would you mind passing your hat? We'll do that, and then um, then we'll uh, have we'll have a afterglow. But thanks for listening, everybody. The Revolution Church, a post Christian production.